Welcome to Surviving the News. Good morning. Surviving the News is your sometimes occasionally daily podcast in which I have opinions and I tell you them. I am your host, Phil Elmore. Surviving the News is a production of philelmore.com. The SDN Morning News is your 20 to 30 minute update uh, that is hopefully to get you going with some commentary to make the dystopian clown world in which we all live that much more bearable. A fair warning, I have a horrible cold. So, There might be some coughing involved, and I apologize for that. Uh, Sad news to start the broadcast with today. The guy who invented the Glock has passed away at the age of 94. So those of you who think handguns are evil, the bad karma didn't work out in this case. He lived to be 94 years old. Uh, Gaston Glock, the inventor of the Glock handgun, passed away at 94 years of age as of the 27th, I think, officially. He was 94, so I heard a comedian once say, uh, you don't get to be surprised by the cause of death. I I think the joke went something like, oh, how did your grandma die? Uh, What do you think? Her chute didn't open. You know, when you're in your 90s, you pretty much just die of natural causes. Uh, Caleb Lee in his Prepared Gun Owners, what what is this called? PreparedGunOwners.com newsletter. This came in my email. He said, uh, back in 1981, Glock was producing plastic grenade shells for the Austrian army, in addition to plastic curtain rod rings, of all things. One day, Glock overheard two Austrian army colonels complain that there was no gun in existence that could meet their specifications. They laughed when he offered to make one because he wasn't a gun maker. He was basically a curtain rod ring manufacturer. That I knew nothing was my advantage, Glock said, and he proceeded to do just that. Since he had no preconceived notions about what a handgun should do, he created like the platonic ideal of handgun. He created something that was nothing that you don't want, you know, no extras distilled to its basic essence. One of the most efficient and durable handguns that has ever existed. The finished product was the Glock 17. It won the Austrian army contract. He received their order for 25,000 guns in 1983 by 85. He expanded into the U S market. The Glock is revolutionary. It uses a striker-fired system instead of a hammer. Uh, It has a very special internal safety mechanism. There's no external safety. It's much lighter. It has fewer parts than comparable handguns, like 34 parts compared to like 60 for a comparable Smith & Wesson. Um, And over the years, he racked up hundreds of millions in sales and transformed the gun market. But it gets weirder. Uh, That's not weird, but it is cool. When Glock was around 73, one of his most trusted associates tried to murder him after embezzling an estimated $100 million from the company. Glock fought back, knocked him out, and moved his money around various bank accounts while he was in the hospital after he discovered who had betrayed him. So he spent the rest of his life as a reclusive billionaire. I just think that's fascinating that not only did inventing the Glock make him very wealthy, when he started out as a curtain rod ring manufacturer, 
but that someone tried to murder him and he said, uh-uh, and, and lived another 20 years. So good for him. It was really neat to see that in my, uh, in my email inbox. Okay, I've got some other news here that I thought was of interest. China's military lashes out at the U.S. after breakthrough talks. You have to understand that everything that comes from the Chinese military serves the Chinese military's interests, and they have been increasingly aggressive uh, over some time now, you know, and they're obviously eyeing Taiwan hungrily. They're building up their navy. They're building up all their armed forces. Uh, <coughs> excuse me. Chinese defense, China's defense ministry lashed out at the United States on Thursday, a week after their top military officials resumed high-level talks, criticizing its continued meddling, that should be in air quotes, in the Asia-Pacific region, and saying it maintained a Cold War mindset. Quotes are theirs in that case. But yeah, we're essentially in a Cold War with China, just like we were with the Soviet Union. I don't like where that's going, and we really need to take China seriously. I talked about this at length in a previous episode. Uh... This was interesting. Joe Biden has blunt forward reply for Nikki Haley's Civil War dodge. Now, <clears throat> I'm not particularly a fan of Nikki Haley, but whenever Joe Biden supposedly claps back on his Twitter account, it's somebody else writing those. His press secretary got caught at least once accidentally tweeting from her account instead of his when what she meant was to switch on Twitter and, and tweet from his account. So, you know, Biden's not doing any of these witty reposts that's not in him. Um, basically, Nikki Haley was asked about the causes of the Civil War, and she gave a nuanced answer about the role of government and federalism, et cetera, et cetera. And, of course, Biden was like, it was about slavery. Well, yes, any idiot knows the Civil War was about slavery, but that's not the only issue. And to reduce the Civil War to just slavery is to miss a whole lot of what happened. It's a fascinating period in United States history, and I would encourage you to read about it. But my point here is simply that there is a lot of news that exists specifically to further the, the myth of Dark Brandon, the idea that Biden is still with it and offering up his witty rejoinders to, you know, as I said, clap back at people who criticize him. None of that is happening. You know, Biden has staffers who have basically stairwell logic and after the fact will come up with replies that they think are pithy and then they will post them. But none of that's coming from Mr. Biden himself. Uh, there was Here's an article about a drunk girl who drove her car into the woods and got stuck. I'm not sure why that's news. Uh, I watched Home Alone and Home Alone 2 over Christmas. This piece obviously was meant to go hand in hand with the Christmas season. It's by Ben Kay in Yahoo Entertainment. Trump goes full Trump on Home Alone 2 director for claiming he bullied his way into Cameo. <clears throat> Excuse me. The post-Trump goes full, blah, 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 appeared first in consequence. Okay, so this is apparently a reprint. <clears throat> Excuse me. Donald Trump has lashed out against Home Alone 2 Lost in New York director Christopher Columbus over comments alleging that the multi-indicted former president had to bully his way into his infamous Cameo in the film. For one thing, Trump's Cameo in the film is not infamous. He was just an entertainment guy when he was in the movie. Trump didn't have the power to bully anybody back then. He was just an entertainment guy. People think that a lot of people fall into this idea that Trump has always been Satan incarnate, uh, you know, as, as people on the left like to paint him now. For most of his life, he was nominally a Democrat. 
And he was just that guy who does reality shows and tells you, you fired. You know, so back when he did this movie, he was considerably younger. It's not that big a deal. Now, it hits different when you see it now, when you see Trump appear in a Christmas movie, but it's not that big a deal. So trying to repaint it as he bullied his way into a cameo. I, Hollywood is responsible for a lot of things. I don't think the average Hollywood director is getting bullied by anyone but the studio in charge. So it's just, it's a stupid story and one that exists to just further the idea that there is no facet of Trump that is not wholly evil. And that's just silly. <clears throat> Woman accused of stabbing three at Atlanta airport, appearing in court for bond hearing. Interesting. Uh, she's making a funny face in her mugshot. Damaris Milton did not appear before a judge on Wednesday. Her court date was rescheduled to February 5th. At that time, a preliminary hearing will take place. So that's a correction. The original story says, a woman accused of stabbing an Atlanta police officer and two other people at Hartsfield-Jackson Hartsfield International Airport <coughs> excuse me, is set to appear in court on Wednesday for a bond hearing. And apparently that'll be February now. On the afternoon of October 11th, so justice is moving swiftly here, officials say 44-year-old Damaris Milton arrived at the Atlanta airport in a taxi. Before exiting the vehicle, she allegedly stabbed the taxi driver. Uh, the taxi driver said that he picked up Milton, who is from Orlando, Florida, from the Kensington Marta station during the trip to the airport. He says Milton stabbed him in the upper chest near his shoulder while passing the international sign for the airport on Interstate 285. She grabbed his phone, threw it out the window, and onto the interstate. He walked into the South Terminal after arriving at the airport. Uh, no, she walked into the South Terminal. Police officers and a U.S. Deputy Marshal began following her. The woman was then reportedly observed swiping at a Delta employee. That's all horrible. Uh, officers engaged the female, attempted to talk her into dropping the knife, shouted commands. She refused to do so. They tried to stop her with a taser. She was wearing more than one pair of pants. So, fun tip, apparently multiple pants can protect you from tasering. They tried to stop her with pepper spray. He, the officer slipped on the pepper spray and Milton took the opportunity to bend down and stab him in the leg. What Keystone cops are attempting to apprehend this woman? She's now facing four counts of aggravated assault. She was apparently tackled and disarmed before she was arrested, finally. After she was denied bond and was asked about needing a public defender, she responded, y'all already said what y'all are going to do to me. Why am I answering any questions? So just crazy all the way around then? That's interesting. Oh, I, I am not often am I struck speechless. I am taken aback by the number of ridiculous things in that story. They tried to tase her, but she's wearing two pairs of pants. They try to pepper spray her, but the officer apparently slips in the pepper spray he has just dispensed and she stabs him. You can't make this stuff up. It's too bizarre. Uh, here's another article about Ukraine blowing up a Russian ship in Crimea. I think that's the same one that we covered before, that landing ship. Charlie Sheen's alleged attacker pleads not guilty. I remember reading something about him getting attacked. Charlie Sheen's neighbor was charged for allegedly attacking him. 
Elektra Schrock allegedly knocked on Sheen's door, ripped his shirt, and started choking him. Sheen reportedly told officers that his neighbor recently squirted a sticky substance on his car. She pleaded not guilty to assault with a deadly weapon. The 47-year-old was ordered to stay away from Sheen. No word on what sparked the neighbor feud. Yeah, that's weird. And frustratingly, there's not a lot here. Um, he... Excuse me, if I remember correctly, Charlie Sheen lives in a neighborhood where, at least at one time, Denise Richards had a house very nearby because Charlie bought both houses so he could stay near his kids after they split up, I think. So good news, your dad lives nearby where he has sex with multiple porn stars all the time and uh, drugs and, and HIV and, and horrible, terrible, like, where does it end? Charlie Sheen is just an engine of chaos, although I'm told he's a very nice man in person. I have a friend who ran into him somewhere in LA and bummed a smoke off him or Charlie bummed a smoke off my friend. I'm a little unclear on which. So, but he said he was very nice. A uh, woman sues Los Angeles, says her husband sent nude photos of her to coworkers. He's a cop and so is she. That's interesting. <clears throat> One year after a Los Angeles police officer was charged with six misdemeanor counts for allegedly sending sexually explicit photos and videos of his wife to LAPD colleagues and other men, the woman, also a police officer, is suing the city of Los Angeles. Little unsure why they're at fault. She charges the department with sexual harassment, whistleblower retaliation, and failure to take all reasonable steps to prevent sexual harassment and retaliation. She is seeking unspecified damages. Wow. So, uh, what? Seems like there's a lot of seedy underbelly type stuff that happens in, in police circles sometimes, depending on the department. I feel like the culture of the department really matters. An arrest has been made in the violent murder of a morning news anchor's mother. Uh, let's see. This is in Yahoo Entertainment by Gina Salamone. An arrest has been made in the murder of a Connecticut morning news anchor's mother who was allegedly killed in her own Vermont home by a tenant who stopped paying rent. Heidi Voigt, a news anchor and reporter for NBC Connecticut's Today, revealed in July that the February death of her mother was not a natural one. So I'm glad they made an arrest. That feels like a local story. But let's head on over to Google News. Let's see. Oh, Nikki Haley is now seeking to clarify her Civil War comments as backlash melts. That's in CNN, so I don't know how seriously we should take that supposed backlash. But what's the saying? When you're explaining, you're losing? Several pieces on her Civil War comments. How dare you have a nuanced response in what was probably a very reasonable manner? A second American hostage has died in Hamas captivity in the Gaza Strip. Oh, that's horrible. Uh, a U.S. woman believed to be held hostage by Hamas, Judy Weinstein Hagai, was actually killed in October in an October 7th attack, a spokesman says. There are high surf warnings in Santa Cruz County and flooding along the entire central coast because God hates California. I mean, if it's not floods, it's fires or earthquakes. Judge accepts new Georgia voting districts that benefit the GOP. Well, there's a surprise. Well, that almost never happens. Have you noticed that like when there's usually usually when there's a like a voting machine problem 
almost never do the mistakenly cast votes favor the Republicans. I'm, I'm just saying. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe that's selection bias on my part, but it sure seems like those weird random voting machine problems always favor one side only. <clears throat> Vandals and thieves are wrecking this history. Eh, blah, blah, blah. That's a local story. That's not interesting. Don't care about that. Maybe that could be my catchphrase. Don't care. Don't care. Uh, let's see. This standalone Farscape episode changed the show forever. Gosh, who's thought about Farscape in a million years? It was a good show, but then they ended it on a horrible cliffhanger. It took a fan campaign to get them to do a, like a TV movie to wrap up the loose ends. And by that time, I think, well, I had stopped caring. I don't know if you care. Ah, Ben Browder, we hardly knew ye. The Biden administration announces $250 million in Ukraine military assistance. It's a good thing we're just printing money endlessly to shovel down that black pit. Uh, Trump legal news brief, blah, blah, blah. There's more about Colorado. U.S. forces destroy a swarm of drones and missiles launched by the Houthis. Is it Houthis or Houthis? U.S. forces in the Middle East destroyed a swarm of drones and missiles fired by the, by the Iran-backed Houthi rebels. We'll go with Houthi for now. An hours-long attack in the Red Sea, during an hours-long attack in the Red Sea on Tuesday, a surge of Houthi attacks in recent weeks has disrupted international shipping and prompted the U.S. to step up its military presence in the region. Interesting. Healthy pronunciation. How to say Houthi. Well, that wasn't helpful. How to pronounce uh, Wiktionary? Uh, that's not helpful either. So basically, if you want to know how to pronounce this word, the internet is not going to help you. At least it's not helping me. <clears throat> how Barbenheimer, Taylor Swift, and Sound of Freedom rewrote all the box office. This is in Variety. Rewrote all the box office rules in 2023. So yeah, the... the uh, Hollywood's had a lot of problems recently. They're having a hard time producing stuff that people want to watch. And it doesn't help that they keep cranking out woke movies that aren't particularly good. For whatever reason, the Barbie movie, which, as I understand it, was quite woke, it hit with its audience, though. It did really well. And Oppenheimer, a very cerebral movie that you wouldn't expect to be a mass hit, was also quite successful. Why these movies and not some of the other supposed blockbusters I saw one guy on YouTube, some YouTuber talking about how, look, after a certain amount of time, there's no more block to bust. But that's not true. There's always a desire for good movies. And the fact is, Hollywood's been churning out a lot of garbage. So it is interesting to look at the movies that did succeed and see what can we learn from them. I'm not sure what the lessons of Barbenheimer might be, but it is fascinating to me that of all the movies this year, those were two of the ones that did really well. So. Hollywood, take note. You can't just go on churning out stuff that people don't like. I'm reminded of the Soviet Union. What? Do you remember there was a, I think it was a Burger King commercial during the Cold War where the joke was that, you know, you can have it your way at Burger King, but other places are like the Soviet Union where everything is gray and drab and the same all the time. And I think that the joke was it was a, it was like a fashion commercial in the Soviet Union, but all the outfits were the same. Well, the Soviet Union 
as a centralized command and control economy was really good at doing whatever they decided to do. So if the Soviet Union decided we make steel now, then <coughs> they did make steel and they dumped it on the international market. The Soviet Union was really good at producing steel. What it wasn't good at doing was producing consumer goods that people actually wanted to buy at prices they could afford them, which is why you ended up with people in line for toilet paper while the Soviet Union was busy making steel. So uh, centralized command and control structures are really bad at the intersection of supply and demand curves. Spontaneous order is the concept that people making their own decisions for their own well-being form a response mechanism that is much more responsive than any centralized command bureaucracy ever could be. And so the lesson of centralized command and control top-down authority structures is that they're not really good at stuff. <coughs> at the very least, they're slow. But mostly, you shouldn't rely on them because they're not good at things. When you do want to accomplish something like making steel, though, boy, they can do it. The original Mickey Mouse copyright is expiring on New Year's. That's interesting. I'm not sure that matters. It's not like you can run right out and obtain uh, Mickey Mouse. The 1928 version of Mickey Mouse will now enter the public domain, despite Disney trying to save its copyright on the iconic character that started it all. Disney will lose the copyright of Steamboat Willie, the original version of Mickey that appeared in a short animation by the same name. The earliest version of Minnie, which also appeared in the cartoon, will enter the public domain on Monday as well. Despite Disney trying to protect its characters, U.S. copyright law dictates that the popular company can hold the hallmark for 95 years. Over the decades, Disney has made several legal maneuvers to try and extend the copyright. Uh, in 1990, er, yeah, 1998, it lobbied for the Copyright Extension Act, which added 20 years, adding up to 95 years. The act would eventually be dubbed the Mickey Mouse Protection Act, as it showed Disney's congressional influence. Uh, blah, 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 Steamboat Willie. Uh, copyright isn't Disney's only legal battle, as the Mouse House has been embroiled in a fierce fight <coughs> with Florida Governor, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis over the Reddy Creek Improvement District, where the Disney World theme park is located. Yeah, I feel like that whole thing has done nobody any favors. That's because Disney decided to get political, and that was probably unnecessary. Blah, blah, blah. The article goes on and then devolves into a series of pop-up ads. But basically, Steamboat Mickey is going to be public domain, and there doesn't appear to be anything that Disney can do to stop it. Hmm. That probably doesn't apply to later versions of Mickey Mouse, but interesting. Stuff that you didn't know, that you now know. <coughs> Sorry for all the coughing. Christmas tree fire video from 2021. Oh, that's a fact check thing. <coughs> Excuse me. Far right extremists stage rural land grab across Germany. I don't know if that's true. A strategic rural land grab by right wing extremists is taking place across Germany with the concerted aim of creating communities independent of the state. According to the Domestic Intelligence Agency and government authorities and NGOs monitoring far-right groups, say the members of the Reichsburger movement who reject the post-1945 German state are making a targeted effort to establish parallel societies and infiltrate existing structures, including schools, clubs, and public offices. 
You know what this article sounds like? Militia. Do you remember back in the 80s, your government wanted you to believe that anti-government militias were taking over in rural America and you know, going through their maneuvers and basically plotting the downfall of everything. It sounds like the same amount of much ado about nothing. It sounds like the government needing to create fear over something that is not the government. No, no, not us, not the people with all the power. You should be afraid of those dudes in camouflage doing field exercises in that piece of property down the street from you. It's them you should be worried about. So yeah, that that feels very similar. But, you know, what do I know? I'm just some guy. All right, I think that'll about do it for today's coughing and wheezing uh, I Still Have a Cold broadcast. Join us at 8 p.m. Eastern tonight for our regular evening live stream. We'll be talking about Stuttering John's Year in Review, among other things. And uh, on Monday, New Year's Day, the AM broadcast will be here. Uh, we're going to talk about basically the dumpster fire that was 2023. All right, uh, I have been Phil Elmore. This has been Surviving the News. Until next time. Do your best to survive the news.